0: Hi, folks. This is Rob Davis. I am the lead pastor here at the Vineyard Church in Hopkinton. Great to be with you this morning. I have a simple objective this morning, and that is to stir in you a desire for the Word of God where you just like love reading the Word of God, the Bible. Uh, And the reason I feel so passionate about this is not because I want you to do a lot of reading. It's because I want you to to do a lot of relating, getting connected relationally with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And we do this through God's inspired word, the Bible. But it does require us Uh, to be able to enjoy reading the Bible and to have some uh, rhythm in reading the Bible. So maybe before we get going, uh, a quick self-reflective test, and and I'm not trying to invoke uh, any form of guilt, I'm trying to just have you ascertain where you're at with your Bible reading and your relationship currently with Jesus. So, how regularly do you read the Bible? And how do you go about reading the Bible? Do you have a Bible reading plan? Do you just open it up randomly? Uh, And probably most importantly, is this boring for you? Do you feel like you're stuck? Or do you find that it's really stimulating and you really are connecting with with God? Uh, You know, like any relationship, there's times where it's really exciting and other times where, quite honestly, you know, you can go through seasons where it's just, you're just kind of going along. Uh, And other times there might be seasons where it's dry. So I want to just stir a passion For really, for God and getting connected to God by reading the Word of God. So, you know, uh, let me just share my story briefly. Uh, I would not classify myself as uh, an academic. I uh, wouldn't classify myself as somebody that reads an incredible amount. Uh, I've often felt like that, because of those lack, uh, I felt often disqualified to be a pastor. And uh, I hang out with other pastors who are really amazing people. I mean, they just read just like huge volumes regularly and super academic. But you know, the wonderful thing is, God connects with all of us, so we can approach the Bible, and we can read the Bible from a very intellectual, academic uh, standpoint, and we can truly study it, and there is just so much to be studied. But on the other hand, if reading is not your thing, then you can still have this vibrant relationship with God. But it does require some amount of reading. I feel like I've lived both sides of the spectrum because I used to suffer from dyslexia uh, really badly. I mean, it was really difficult for me to read. And then God miraculously healed me and I just became really interested primarily in in reading, reading the Bible. But on the other hand, uh, I've I always admire my father. Uh, He is not academic. He did not graduate from high school. Uh, And yet he is a lover of Jesus. And uh, he is somebody that really knows how to do life well. He knows how to forgive. He's got a lot of friends. He just exudes sort of kindness and joy. And he really loves Jesus. Or as you would say, the good Lord. And so, it's been interesting for me to see, well, how does my dad have this passionate relationship with the Lord uh, when he's not really a big reader? But he does read, you know, the Bible uh, in small portions, and and he'll never quote Bible verses to you, but he'll live it. He lives a lifestyle as a believer. So no matter where you are and how much you are or aren't reading the Bible, the idea here is that you can develop a vibrant relationship with Jesus. That's the point. And so let me just pray before we we jump in. And I am going to be uh, preaching this morning out of Psalm 119. It's a very long psalm, and uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of reading uh, from the psalm. And I'm going to just use uh, an opening uh, line in this uh, psalm to just get us going. And this is Psalm 119, verse 162. It says, I, meaning King David, rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. So Lord, I just pray that we could all rejoice in your word, And like King David, we just discover you and the treasure that you are. And Lord, that you'd speak to us through your word as we read it. You'd guide us, you'd help us, you'd give us joy. And Lord, I just pray that you'd enrich my preaching today, empower it, and help every individual connect better with you by reading your word, the Bible. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Before we get going here, let's just uh, think about the uniqueness of the Bible. I mean, this is a book like no other book. Uh, It was written over 1,500 years, and yet it all hangs together. It was written over three different continents. It's written in three languages. Admittedly, the Aramaic is pretty short, part of Daniel and not much else. But it is remarkable that no matter the fact that it's over different cultures, different ages, different time periods and written by smart people, uh, doctors, lawyers and written by average ordinary people, fishermen, written by prophets, written by rich people, written by poor people, it all hangs together, it all fits together perfectly. Uh, It's an incredible book in just many different, from many different aspects. But the opening of the Gospel of John, John chapter 1 verse 1, says this, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. You see, when we pick up the Bible, and when we start reading it, there's two things that we're holding and, we, and, we, and we're doing. Uh, it's both simultaneously divine and human. And so, on the one hand, we can just look at it as ah, just a book uh, and get nothing out of it, the human side. Uh, or we can connect with God through the Bible being living because it speaks to us and God speaks to us and it, God directs us. Uh, let me say this. Would you say your passion for the word uh, lines up with some of these verses in Psalm 119? I'm not going to give each reference because I'm jumping all over this long Psalm. But it says this. Well, I will Let's start off with verse 72 Your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. Now I'm reading from the New Living Translation if some of this phraseology is different for you. A different verse, 76. Now let your unfailing love comfort me, just as you promised me your servant. Surround me with tender mercies so I may live, for your instructions are my delight. How sweet your word tastes to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. I mean, there's just a little snippet of how King David would just view the word of God, the Old Testament in his case, uh, often called the commands or the laws. But they were life-giving to him, and he desired to be immersed in it. Why? Not because he was an academic, but because God was guiding him, and it became precious to him. And in a similar way, I want us all to have this passionate desire to want to read the Bible so that we can connect with God so that we can experience God's love and experience God's direction and guidance in our lives. So, uh, I've given us 10 different benefits here that I want to go through from Psalm 119 for reading the Bible regularly. The first one would be how we can be more joyful. I mean, we all want to be joyful. We want to experience joy. And by spending time in the Bible, we can experience this joy. Listen to what it says. Very first verse. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey His laws and search for Him with all their hearts. Search for Him. And that's what we're doing as we read the Bible. We're searching for God. Uh, verse 92, if your instruction hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in misery. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you give me life. Now, how about this one? This is a verse worth noting. 143, as pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. So, David is saying, by pressing into reading the Bible and getting to know God, he's experiencing joy in all circumstances, whether it's stressful or not stressful. And I think we all need more joy. Do you need more joy? What's your joy level like? If you want more joy, read the Bible more. And again, this is not because you ought to. It's because you desire to. Another reason for reading the Bible regularly, uh, let me ask this question. How can a young person stay pure? Psalm so one hundred and ninety-nine. How can a young person stay pure is the question asked by obeying your word. Now again, This is not the sort of thing you give your teenager and say, you ought to read this. But it should be the sort of thing your teenager has a love for the word for and says, I desire to want to read this. And in getting to know God, there's a desire to want to live for God and to remain pure. And I have seen this in many, many teenagers. And it has spared them all sorts of misery. And later on, as they've gotten married, it's really been something that they've been grateful for, that they stayed pure. How can you sustain your faith in God? I mean, you know, sometimes we really get passionate about God, we know that God's going to do great things, and other times we seem to, like, forget, and we get, like, we just lose hope or we run out of faith. And again, David says this, I will study your commands and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. I will meditate on your decrees. And as we do that, as we read, it builds our faith and it helps us stay connected to the living God. Okay, so another reason for reading the Bible or another question we might ask of the Bible is how do we get the most out of reading the Bible? Well, funny enough, we need to ask. In other words, we ask God. (laughs) Or, saying it differently, we should pray and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me through your Bible. And there's a lot in this section asking God to help you when you read the Bible. Verse 18, Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. So we're asking God, God, open my eyes. Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. I told you my plans and you answered Now teach me your decrees. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments. And I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. You see, this is David interacting with God. When it comes to difficult passages, he asks God for wisdom, and he commits to, you know, digging deeper, meditating. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Teach me your decrees, O Lord, and I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Now, here is David's wisdom. He's saying, God, please show me. And when you've showed me, I don't want to just process it intellectually and think, Oh, no. David was the master of putting it into practice. And he's saying, give me an insight, and then I'm going to put it into practice. That's the key for relationship with the living God. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for there is where I will find my happiness. Give me an eagerness for your laws, rather than a love for money. I mean, just stop it think about that. David saying King David saying yeah, you know, finding a better career track or how I can make more money or thinking about a million different ways of making money is what consumes many people. But he is saying I want to be consumed with knowing you Jesus or knowing God. And in doing that, I will find richness and happiness. Then, we could say, how can you be revived? How can you live with passion? Or, when we say differently, reading the Bible can revive us, it can give us passion. Again, why? Because we're connecting with the Spirit of God. Verse 25 I lie in the dust Revive me by your word. Okay, here's David, being honest. I'm down, I'm out, I'm feeling terrible. Revive me, Lord. Revive me by your word. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. You know, a different way in the New Testament, uh, in the Gospel of John, uh, it says this in John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. In other words, we can ask the Holy Spirit to be with us, to help us, to comfort us, to get us out of our, you know, down and to live a life with God and with passion. So, a different question, a different reason for reading the Bible. This is. If you take notes, uh, number six of the ten. How can you be encouraged, comforted, and hopeful when you are down, despondent, and in sorrow? In other words, you're down in the dumps. You don't like it. How do you get out of being down in the dumps and be encouraged and being enc- being comforted? Listen to. To how David was able to use the word of God to help him. I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. You see, there's a reality here with David. He was willing to admit the way he truly felt and then to say, God, but I need your help. Help me. Help me through your word. I meditate on your age old regulations. O Lord, they comfort me. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you give me life. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Friends, This is so helpful because if we can get to the place where we can be self-encouraged by really saying, Jesus, I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me out. And I can do it through reading the Bible and seeing how when I read the Bible, I connect with God. And when I connect with God, God encourages me and not to get discouraged when every time we pick up the Bible, it's not like a wow factor. You know, there'd be many times you'll read where it seems like, okay, I know this, I've read this before, or I didn't feel like I got anything out of that particularly. But you are. You're spending time with God. You're getting to know His ways. And it's like you don't know when the truth that you've just studied or read is going to be applicable. It might be that day. It might be next week. It might be next year, but you've got to be knowing God's truth and knowing God's ways and getting used to what it's like to be led and comforted by God. How do you walk in freedom? How do you walk in freedom? It says in verse 45, I will walk in freedom for I have devoted myself to your commands. You see, there's something freeing when we say, I'm going to follow God, and whatever God says is what I'll do. The teaching of your word gives me light, so even the simple can understand it. How about direction for your life? How do you receive direction for your life, for making decisions now? I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your laws. You made me, you created me, now give me the sense to follow your commands. (laughs) I love that. David just repeating to God, you made me, I need your help. Give me the smarts, God, to read your word and to follow you. And then this very, very famous verse. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. And isn't that true? Haven't we all experienced that to some level? The more we walk with the Lord, the more we realize how His Word guides us. Verse 133, I guide my steps by Your Word so I will not be overcome with evil. And then, the last two points. How might this time of covid let's just call it suffering, be good for you. Verse 71. My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. You see, sometimes when we suffer, we realize, God, I need you. And I need to think about your truth, and I need to think about your ways. And so, maybe that's forced you into the word of God, your dependence on God. And then lastly, the ongoing impact of the Word of God. I mean, it really is amazing. Your eternal Word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation, as enduring as the earth you created. I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last Forever. The very essence of your word is truth. All your regulations will stand forever. Friends, I just end here. Uh, I know I've just read you a lot of scripture. I just pray that you just have a newfound passion uh, for reading and desiring the word of God. And delve right in. Now, we're starting small groups soon, and I want to be uh, starting a small group for those of you that are either new to faith, or are new to the Bible, or haven't read the Bible, or don't understand how it's laid out, and what are the big themes in the Bible. And I want to be doing a group for, for you, if that's you. We'll be answering questions like, what is the best Bible translation? And there's a lot to that question. But we'll also be asking questions like, what are the different sections of the Bible? And who were the main players? Who's the main character? And where's the geography? And and where do these books of the Bible overlap? And and how does it all connect together? And, And what's the story in each section? And what are the different types of literature? So if that's you, stay tuned. Bless you.